G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Anger is an interesting thing. It comes from our sense of justice. I mean, even God gets angry. Problem is, sometimes our sense of justice can be just a little bit distorted. So when we experience anger, what can we do with it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Thanks so much for joining me again today as we take another look at how to deal with anger from a different perspective. Anger is one of those basic facts of life, and in many respects, it's a natural reaction to a whole range of situations. Sometimes we think that anger in and of itself is wrong. Well, that's not so. You see, God gets angry. So either God is a sinner, or anger itself is not a sin. Hmm, makes you think, doesn't it? I passionately believe that Jesus Christ came and died for my sins and yours and that he was and is utterly perfect, a perfect sacrifice to pay for our sins. And yet, when he went to the temple in Jerusalem and saw that they'd turned into a bazaar, he was angry. He he made a whip and, and turned over the tables and drove the traders out of the temple with that whip. Of course, God is a loving God. But God is also a God of anger and ultimately of punishment. So is anger right or wrong in our lives? And what do we do with that anger? Well, let's, let's take a look at the anatomy of anger today. Basically, it goes something like this. I've been wronged by someone. I therefore feel angry. They owe me some recompense. So I'm going to respond in anger to obtain vengeance. That's kind of the cycle. And in a sense, anger comes out of our sense of justice. Of course, as we've seen on the program this week, we can have quite a distorted sense of justice sometimes. We can be touchy or selfish and throw tantrums. And so even though actually sometimes we haven't been wronged, people just fall short of our expectations or or we're being selfish and we feel wronged. And then anger, justice and vengeance take hold in our hearts. Sometimes people do things that are clearly wrong and and we're angry. Okay, how do we respond? The other day on the program we read this passage from the New Testament book of the Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 26. It said, be angry, but don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't make room for the devil. In other words, sometimes we get angry. God knows that. The question is, whether we dwell on it and let it fester overnight and tomorrow and and the next day and over and over and over, and in doing so, whether we make room for the devil to distort our sense of justice, and then this root of bitterness takes hold in our lives, or whether, like God, we're compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. See, anger itself isn't a sin. God is angry with those who turn their backs on him. You see that 
over and over and over again throughout the Bible. Let me read you just, just one example of God's anger. This is about Israel, God's chosen people, and it comes from the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 12. Israel forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who'd brought them out of Egypt. They followed and they worshipped various gods of the peoples around them. They provoked the Lord to anger because they forsook him and they served Baal and the other gods. In his anger against Israel, the Lord handed them over to the raiders who plundered them. He sold them to their enemies all around, whom they were no longer able to resist. Whenever Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them to defeat them, just as he had sworn to them. They were in great distress. This is God's response to his people forsaking him. But it's a right response. God never gets angry without just cause. And this anger of God against Israel comes from God's sense of justice. He, he had a relationship with Israel. They were his people. He was their God. And he said, I am a jealous God. You will have no other gods before me. You will worship me and me alone. And of course, Israel turns away from God and does these horrible things, and they experience God's anger. And yet the wonder of God is that he's slow to anger and ready to forgive. But you know, ultimately, when you and I harden our hearts against him and our ways against him, like Israel, we will experience his anger. So how do we make sense of all this? God gets angry, but but we shouldn't? Remember, anger has its roots in our sense of justice. That much we get from God, because we're made in his image. And, of course, as I said, God never gets angry without just cause. The problem is, we can't say the same thing about us. Our justice gyroscope is so often out of balance. And then, when we do experience anger, we want to wallow in it and and work it over and over in our heads and, and seek revenge. And in doing that, we make room for the devil. Anger is a natural reaction. And in some cases, it's the right reaction. The problem is, when you or I are the injured party, our sense of justice is questionable at best and wacky at worst. So what do we do? How do, how do we handle it when we feel that we've been wronged and we want revenge, we want recompense, we want justice to be done? How do we handle that? Well, God tells us in Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 17, have a listen. He says, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everybody. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge and I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In other words, leave the justice thing to God. Leave the satisfaction, the recompense, the vengeance, as God puts it, to God. Because his sense of justice is so much better than ours. And in any case, who knows what he's up to in that person's life? Only he does. When someone hurts us, our initial reaction may well be anger. The same anger that God feels when he sees injustice. 
The thing that's wrong is for us to repay that evil with another evil. Two wrongs maketh not a right. And God's saying you don't take revenge, but leave room for God's wrath. Leave room for God to act, because God's justice is so much better than ours. Instead, bless your enemy. If they're hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Show them grace. Now, we, we may never see the justice, but then that's why Jesus died for you and me. That, that was so unjust. But on that cross, justice meets love, and it's called grace. Grace has been shown to us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on that cross, a grace he now calls us to show to others. Yes, you and I will experience anger from time to time, but we're not to repay evil with evil. Leave that bit to God. Forgive, forget, live life to the full and bless people, even the people that hurt us, with the grace that God has shown to us. You know something? I don't think that's too bad a plan. What do you think? I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org. To share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time Monday, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.